Do that again right here. Right here. Do it closer to me. Come on. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Mean Nerdo. Like that? Welcome to a new episode of Mean Nerdo. Welcome to a new episode of Mean Nerdo. A podcast. About, a podcast about strange, funny animals. <laughs> a bunch of dumb animals. Manimals. A show about manimals, yes. A podcast show that looks back at various eras of classic cartoon shows from decades past. Ooh. What do you like, think? I'm like the guest, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Today, we have our guest, my son, my eight-year-old son, Moises de Leon. And my, and my other guest, the dinosaurs. And he has his uh, friends here with him, a bunch of dinosaurs. Can you introduce your dinosaurs? I have Titano, Gregor, Moza, Carno, Carnal, and Stiggy. And what are they? Dinos. Yeah, but what kind of dinos? Stiggy is a sty, is some sort of plant eater that I do not know the name of. Moza is a Mosasaurus, of course. Titano is a T-Rex. Carnal and Carnal are Carnotosauruses, and Gregor is also a T-Rex. T- tell me um, who you got first. Which dinosaur did you end up getting first? Well, first I got Carno, then came... Then, first I got Carno, then came Moza, then then Stiggy, then then Carnal, then then Titano and Gregor. And, st- and I have yet to find other guys, like Grumpy the Triceratops and Sorrow the Sorrow. 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 Cool. And uh, did I buy most of these for you? Yep. Who? Which one was a gift? I need to tell you, people, that the director is my dad. That the <laughs> That's right. The dad director, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Omar. The Omar director. The Omar guy. Yeah, that guy. How's it going, everybody? This is a new recording of the podcast show, Mean Nerdo. And uh, today we are interviewing Adolfo Mesa. I've known Adolfo for uh, maybe seven or eight years now, um, which is crazy because it's time flies. Well, we met through the sisters. So I was married to um, his wife's sister. And, um, and, and so it's funny is because we, we got an experience from that, right? We, we both, uh, you know, didn't make the cut. We, I guess we didn't fit the job description to the T. And uh, so we both got the axe. <laughs> kind of almost at the same moment in history. But, um, but it is what it is. I mean, we, we, uh, we met that way. And, uh, you know, we spent time, you know, we, we built a relationship, you know, because of family. And, and, um, and we, you know, here we are. I mean, here we are today. And, and uh, now it's kind of like we're both starting from scratch from a from a new, unknown, sort of terrifying place, but um, but we'll get through it, and um, and I'm kind of blessed that he is. Um, I guess he's in the picture still. I mean, because we we can collaborate in in projects and and things like that. So, anyways, I, I wanted to give a little bit of background on on who we are uh, gonna be talking to today, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. I hope you enjoy it. How how are your pa- how's uh, Kim and um, and Gabby, dude, how they how they doing? 
We're solid. They're they're still in TJ. They haven't. Uh, I don't think they left their home that much. You know. Yeah, 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 dude. Because of COVID, right? Yeah, dude. Because of that crap. Exactly. Because of COVID. Hey, I heard you say the C word. I heard. <laughs> I'm watching you, Dad. I'm, always. Watching. I know you're always watching me, dude. So the episode that we're gonna watch is uh, Ducktales. Um, Once upon a time is the episode, and it was from season one, episode sixty-one, and it aired December twenty-fourth. Nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven. What's in the nineteen eighties? <laughs> yep, dude. Yeah, we were seven. How old were you? You were what? I was seven years old. That's when my parents got divorced, man. Oh damn. Seven years old, yeah. dude. Damn. Yeah. That's a bad word. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm currently an executive coach specializing in powerful leadership for impact companies. And, and what is that exactly? What, what are, what's your role as far as what, what does that look like? Yeah, my role is making sure that leadership uh, understands what that means to build powerful companies. You need to build powerful teams. You need to multiply yourself and, and get everybody to understand the mission, not just work for it, but work with you towards a common goal. And so my mission is to making people um, understand where their power comes from and how their team can be more cohesive, um, build that trust among themselves so that they can get and drop uh, barriers to success. So That's awesome, man. Yeah. So it's like a, you, you're like there to counsel the, the team and, 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 the, yeah, and the companies, the, the companies can vary, right? It can be anything. My Key focus are startups and what I like to call companies of impact. So whether it be social, food, um, green industry, if you will, um, I like to work with those teams that are looking for building a better tomorrow and getting them to identify the red flags that they might find today um, that are all sort of across the board the same for startups and, and businesses. And um, I help them build a better, cohesive team. Right find, on. Find strength in their mission, uh, find strength in their communication amongst each other so that they can feel more powerful as individuals, more purposeful as individuals, and uh, find uh, a more powerful, more successful company. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Um, I mean, I think everybody needs that, right? Like, just in life in general, just to... Yeah, man, someone who's pushing you, motivating you. I mean, you've always been that way, like you know that I, yeah. ever since I've known you. So, so that's great that you've you've kind of fallen into your calling. You know, your natural instinct of uh, of the things you, you know that that you find purpose in. So, I mean, you you hit it on the head. I've always been that way, and so over the past couple of years, I've had to do that process for myself. Right? I mean. You can you can go back as to what is what did you study or what are you good at, and I mean I'm I'm good and I like helping uh, startup companies prepare to raise funds and be successful, but it's it's not just about the money, right? It's about the mission, right? Um, and and when you get past that, we have the money and we have the team. You have to be cohesive unit, right? You have to be battle ready and you have to understand that you have humans working for a company yeah. so yeah you, you hit it on the head i i found my calling and i'm i'm 
working my way up to coach as many uh, executive teams as I can to make sure that we're all successful because ultimately we're, we're here all on one world, right? Yeah, dude. And uh, um, I want to have an example for my children as to what it means to lead. And it doesn't necessarily need to attach itself to a particular company or a particular financial outcome. Um, I want to help companies that want to make an impact. And I want to ensure myself that um, I can see other humans that are potentially struggling through that process to be able to find the strength and the power within themselves to identify their dreams and to find the tools that they need to build a strong team that can identify hurdles, get rid of roadblocks, uh, find ways to think outside the box so that we can make an impact. So I found myself needing that and I found myself being good at pushing people forward and getting them to think outside the box and getting them to trust in their own dreams. So um, I guess I'm believing in myself again. Yeah, that's great, man. But uh, so I'm going to I'm going to show a clip, dude. I'm going to show the intro of the cartoon. We're going to segue into that. Yeah, dude. I mean, la inocencia, you know, like the innocence of all that. <laughs> but man, uh, it, it got me it, that that whole intro song gets me singing it in my head. You know, I I got as excited as I used to when I when they would come on when when I was a kid. You know? <laughs> yeah, dude. I know it's it, uh, so you you are what you're like a year younger than me, right? Because I'm forty one. You're what forty? I'm forty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, dude. I didn't. I didn't realize that we were that. Uh, that age i mean seven to me seven eight right Mo that, that's moy's age dude and yeah. uh and that's just like i mean i thought i felt i definitely felt older you know like i, I felt uh i i just felt old already you know like i felt like i knew what was going on in the world and and but now i'm like dude that's that's still like a little kid man you know like um i don't know i don't know it's it's weird it's weird to like wrap my head around that one but um yeah. but yeah, we were that old when this show came out. Um and again you, you kinda mentioned that that was kind of like a period in your life where you you know, you experienced craziness, right? Like a crazy change in your life. Yeah, heartbreak, man. I mean my parents got divorced when I was seven. Yeah. Um my sister moved away uh to Mexico City not not long after that. And so oh, I wow. kinda became yeah, I kind of became the single kid. Um, it, it was not an easy period of my life, you know. Um, yeah. Dude. And so, but yeah, I, I. Who did who did you end I, up? Who did you end up uh, staying with the most? Like your you, your sister? Were you and your sister close before that? Uh, not that much, because my sister is. Oh, a lot older. She's six and a half years older than me. Oh, I so, see. I was a kid. She was a teenager. Her friends would come over. Um, I, you know, I was kind of battling for attention. She was a teenager that kind of, you know, right. was going through her. Don't get into our stuff. She already felt old, and I was a kid. And I, I see what you're saying. Like I already felt like I could understand it all, and so yeah, it, it, it was. I could never really identify. Like my my relationship with my sister got better when we were substantially older. I see. Um, 
Yeah. But to answer your question, I, I kind of stayed with my father for for a little bit. And then, you know, the relationship with my stepmom was never really solid. Right. So um, I I moved with my mother when I was maybe eight. Like I, it lasted about a year or so, okay. a year, maybe two. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, I lived with my mom the rest of my life till I moved out. Yeah, you just kind of, and you just preferred it that way, right? You kind of mix in a little better with uh, with mom or what? Yeah, um, my mom's more more of the, you know, hippie thinker, artsy. Yeah. You know, you know, you 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 know her well, so um, it it kind of jived more with with uh, with who you were, yeah, with who, who you I was, yeah. What did the show do for you then? For in that period of your life you know i'm sure it might have it's a great distraction you know the the show yeah it, it's a it was a great distraction because it was full of adventure right i mean those those ducks could get into all the trouble in the world and they would always find a way out of it it didn't really matter who was chasing them down you know whatever it, they were they were having a bun, boatload of fun uh they stayed with their uh uncle donald who you know, I don't really know the dynamics of that family. It's kind of weird, right? Like they they live <laughs> yeah. with your uncle and yeah, and, uh, yeah. Like we never know who the parents are, right? Of the of the nephews, they're just like no, yeah. <laughs> well, that... know, and Donald uh, and Donald's a single parent, so he, the poor guy's like going up and smoke all the time, trying to make sure that they're safe. Right, but he's out there working, doing something. So they're always doing. Um, they always go to the to Uncle Scrooge's house. And the guy's the filthy gazillionaire, right? He swims in money, mm -hmm. and but he's also full of adventure, right? Like he's a yeah. Scrooge, but he, but he's also he's always got like things to do and maps to explore, and brings the kids along. Yeah, dude, uh, that that was the exciting part of the show for me too. Was like the the adventure of it, right? Like the, it's like, oh man, where are they gonna go next? You know, and what what are they gonna get into? Um, but yeah, that, that going back to the family dynamic, though, it, it's interesting, man, because it's like it does play to a little bit of what we were talking about earlier. It's like, OK, it's kind of a, a not a uh, what's the word? Just, you know, not a traditional family. it's not a traditional family. You know, it's like, OK, the nephews live with the uncle, with Uncle Donald. But Donald, I think Donald, because he was a sailor or something and he, I don't know. But but yeah, he dropped he dropped them off with Scrooge and and the the kids would hang out with Scrooge, and so yeah, it was it's it's a it's a cool it's a cool um sort of uh, dynamic there, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's let's watch uh like like the first half of it, and then and then we'll okay. get more ideas of what we can talk about. Once upon a dime, we're watching Once Upon a Dime. That's <laughs> I always thought Scrooge had a interesting accent, and I think at that age I I didn't realize, oh that's Scottish, you know, like uh, right. And and it's crazy, dude, because my my neighbor at that time, uh, she was she was a Scottish woman, so I would listen to her accent and be like, wait, that's why does she sound like that? You know, I did I didn't understand, you know, what where where it came from, but right. um, but yeah, right there it's laying it out, man, uh, a little bit of his history. So what do you what do you feel from that? I mean, what do you what do you gather so, from from what, how the setup? What, what the show? Gather, you know, what I gather is that um, it, it's actually really impactful because of what we spoke about, right? What I like to do are startups, and you know, um, I risked a lot 
to move away from comfort and be able to give my shot at leadership and success and startups and creating your own thing. And, and, and so that lesson of, you know, he goes into the first bank and he's like, I want to be the president of this bank and I want to get all this and that and that and boom, gets kicked right out the door. Yeah. And, you know, and the place where he ends up working is like, you get paid nothing. You work for tips. This is how you do it. And he goes like, okay. Right. So he learns that you start at the bottom regardless. And, and I think it's a really, it's really cool that that's how they decided to start Scrooge rather than he inherited something and it just grew it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, definitely. It makes, you know, cause I mean, I remember kind of thinking, Oh, Scrooge was kind of a, a jerk sometimes, but, but now that you kind of understand like this, this background to him, then you're like, okay, he's, he's a hard worker. You know, he didn't, it didn't come easy for him. And, and, uh, and yeah, he had to start at the bottom. So you, it, it, it gives value. It gives value to heart. Yeah. Right. And, and to like following your dreams and not letting go of those dreams, regardless of what, whoever says, right. Which is, I think a really powerful message, especially the kids, man, I'm seven years old and you're absorbing, you start at the bottom. Don't let go of these dreams. Cause you know what Scrooge turns into. Right? Yeah. So you're, you're absorbing. Also, you're, you're absorbing the truth that the U S is the land of opportunity, right? Like I'm not going to go all into, there isn't opportunity anywhere else in the world, but by far this country is the land of opportunity, right? Yeah. We're, we're fighting, we're fighting to, to keep it an opportunity that's equal for all. And that if you have a dream, you can follow it, work hard and find a team that will absorb this dream with you. Right. And go build it. Hey dude. Um, sorry. Can I put you on a pause real quick? I'm just going to check on Moy's food real quick. Cause I got yeah, it. I got, I got something in the oven, dude. Pla platica, yeah, no worries. Platica contigo. Yeah, he's, he's listening to you, dude. Yeah. Hey, Moy. Hey. Moy. Yeah. What are you doing? Come on, scoot over to the to the screen so I can see your face. What are you watching on the phone? I'm playing an animal simulator. Animal simulator? And what are you simulating? What animal? A donkey. A donkey? Does it carry stuff around? Yep. Let me see. Hold it up a little bit higher. <laughs> cool. What are your do you have names for your dinosaurs? Yep. Gregor. What are Rosa. they? They're they're um right here except that you can't see them. They're not on the camera screen. They're not on the camera. Well, no, the two the two that are in front of you, I can see them. The T Rex. Oh uh, yeah, their names are Titano and Gregor. Titano and Gregor. Which one's Titano? The T-Rex? Yep. Gregor is the little one. And the other one? And what's, what, do you know the type of dinosaur the little one is? Is he also a T-Rex? Yep. Ah, cool. What, what, did you watch this, uh, DuckTales episode before? Or is it the first time you watch it? You know, I've never seen any DuckTales episodes before, so I think this might be my first one. Really? Yeah. Are you liking it? They're fun. Dude, there's a cow on there's a cow on this roof. There's a there's a cow's head on this roof. There's a cow. Show me. It's a dead cow. A dead cow. Show me, show me. Put it up on the screen so I can see it. No, but higher, 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 so you can see it. No, more high, high, higher, higher, higher. Okay, there's a donkey. See it in the back. Oh, I see it. Yeah, I see it. Small. 
What's it doing there? <laughs> dead cow's oh, head man, on man. a roof. Dead cow's head on a roof. No. <laughs> what do you gonna have for dinner, Moy? Some chicken nuggets and some French fries. Ooh. Mm, sounds good. Say bye. Say bye to Theo. Well, you're, you're gonna see him. You're gonna see him right. See you later, alligators. In a while. Yeah. Tell me if they're good. All right. They're good, right? Or are they hot? I'll go. All right, dude. <laughs> all right, man. I'm multitasking. <laughs> oh, he likes playing this. That he showed you, right? The the animals, animal cows, simulator. Dead cows. Oh my god. And, and it's like the the um. I guess the what do you call it? The programming of the game is like kind of glitchy. So, glitchy, yeah. So the animals will all of a sudden like pop up out of nowhere, or like <laughs> you know, it reminds me of that. Uh, of the uh, 007 game that when you know the ad the uh, graphics were kind of one time choppy. I saw, one time, I, one time I saw Gold a lamb and its head pop and its head glitched. Oh my gosh! Are you talking about the GoldenEye game? Yeah, the GoldenEye game. Yeah. Wow, dude, I used to play that game so much. Oh yeah, same here, dude. Yeah, it was. Glitching. But um, sorry, man, I cut you off. But yeah, we're. One time I saw a lamb <laughs> and its head glitched. It like popped out. It like popped. It like it was like long as a brachiosaur. It was like as long as a sauropod neck. Turned into a giraffe. Its head was as long <laughs> as a sauropod. Dude, dude, his vocabulary is like off the charts it's right now. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's I know. Crazy. It's better than Santi's, man. No way, really. <laughs> I think so. Nah. Yeah, he he uh, he likes reading a lot, dude. So that's it's good. But yeah, we're we're kind of on a roll a little bit. Do you want to watch another clip, or did you have something? I want to watch another clip. I will. I will. I want to watch another. Clip. All right, let's watch another clip real quick. All right, cool. All right, you can hear that, right, dude? Yeah. All right, we're gonna pause right there. But yeah, you want to say anything to that? Yeah. Well, it it goes maybe a little bit to what you said earlier about. Um, you know, we we're talking about the land of opportunity and then maybe somebody saying that, you know, it, it might be fixed, right? Um, yeah. but, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? It is what it is. Yeah. And so you either learn your, you either learn the law and you learn your rights and you defend them and you get a team behind you, right? Because that's all that matters, man. I, I I, I don't want to subscribe to the fact that because I'm Mexican, I will not be able to, or because I'm a person of color, I will not be able to No, I mean, maybe we start further back in the line and maybe that's not fair. And maybe we need to work on getting that changed for the future of our kids and our legacy, but I'll be damned if I make that stop me personally. Right. Yeah. It just means you have to work harder and smarter and potentially suffer more losses than other people that were more set up but at the end of the day that's my battle to fight right and and that's kind of how i i like to prepare others to think is that you know this is yeah this is an individual battle right and um th this part of the episode of them fighting together for how they will potentially win or lose that um race is kind of like the race that we're all in right now you know as an Probably as a kid, I was just full of anxiety because they weren't winning, right? Yeah. But um, but right now, I if I analyze it, that that's what I come to is like it, 
when you play a little bit more of that clip, um, actually play, play some more of that clip so sure, you can yeah. see what they are doing. So yeah, let me do that real quick. It's a double uh, edged sword of what winning means for for the uncle and Scrooge himself, right? Yeah, for sure. All right, let, let's get into it. Here we go. Okay, let me let me stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Continue. Go ahead. So it's like, so you can you can see uh, we were partners, but the guy was like an employee slash slave for the guy, right? So is that how you got rich? No, that's how Uncle Catfish got rich. Yeah, <laughs> he gave me a half a dollar, right? So even though the uncle would have potentially never gotten that plantation or potentially lost the race, even though he won the race because of Scrooge's ingenuity and his ability to get him out of, you know, from his suspenders, it didn't matter to the person in charge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's playing to that, to that idea that we're talking about that, you know, the, the hurdles will never end really. I mean, it's just, it's constantly going to be something pushy. There's there's energy and forces that are always going to be there to say it's here to stop you, or or you know there's going to be something in the way, right? And and but you're right. I mean it's it's your decision, right, to either stop there, get discouraged, give up, you know, or you decide no, all right, whatever. You shake it off, you get back up, and you keep going. So. Right. So yeah, man, that's that's super impactful for sure, and for a little kid too, you know, to to understand that, to grasp that that that's important, you know. Hmm. I'm gonna pause real quick right there. Yeah, um, because I had a couple thoughts, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think us as also, you know, sons of immigrants or immigrants ourselves, like it's it's telling that story too. Like, I mean, he came from uh from scotland and and came to america you know and like everybody right everybody comes to america from somewhere else so um so yeah i mean it's cool man because it it is talking also about race ethnicity and and the and the clash there right like obviously the beagle boys are like american uh but even themselves right they probably came from somewhere else as well and uh you know what i like what, what, about what you're saying is so the beagle boys are american so is that guy that swindled him out of all his money right selling them the no trees and sold them a railroad without any tracks and yeah. so he still thought through it and, you know promised people you know let's we're gonna go build this so you know help me lay the tracks and they get to oklahoma and now there's no trees right so yeah the game played yeah at this point, all that all that matters is his dime and the guy's heart. Because he, he could have stayed in the gold mine, made a boatload of gold, but decided that something was better. So he got swindled out of all of that success. And now he starts from scratch a second time. Yeah. Right? So it yeah. values a lot who Scrooge is as a person. And so to your point, as an immigrant, I mean, you could... You could be, well, you know, the guys that are here have it better, but do you really want to be a, a swindler or a beagle boy, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll use his heritage. The the boys by this point in the episode are are repeating the work 
smarter, not harder line, which yeah. is really cool because in these stories, it's teaching you how mentorship works, right? Scrooge isn't really going to give these kids money. He, they're taken care of, but they're not rich. He's rich. Yeah. But he's, but he's putting in their heart what was put into his heart by his father, you know, by Papa or whatever. Well, let's let's watch the. I think it's a leading up to the end because I'm curious now. Like, well, how the hell did he make his money? <laughs> how did he get rich? You know? Yeah, yeah. So let me let me get to. Uh... I mean, at this point, he got his kilt back and his dime. That's all that he got back. Yeah, he hasn't. That's all he owns right now. He also mentioned that he wanted more stuff, you know. But I wonder if that's what he yeah. actually, you know, fulfilled him right. Well, so I think I think it was. Yeah, let's go a little bit deeper into what what he meant by more, because he had this gold mine and he was freezing his butt off. Right. Uh, yeah. Getting gold. It was enough for him to send money back home and for him to buy a train. Yeah. So, right. Like, I mean, he didn't. Yeah, he was he doing stop. He was doing something. He was getting something, you know. But yeah, getting something he was somewhere like his adventure wasn't over right and so he's like no i I just need to invest all of this so that i can make my next thing which actually i mean if we can go a little bit deeper into this theme before you hit play yeah oh yeah man that's what happened to me right yeah it's it's damn the money where i'm i i'm not there yet my lessons have taught me stuff that prepared me i'm full of tools and I know that I have enough in my heart and in my head to go forward, and I'm not there yet, right? Yes. So there's there's that sense of fulfilling your personal passions and, and sort of building a legacy that I think it's important for all of us, right? Like, I, I try to, to talk to people about finding your... your you know, your source of income by aligning it to your passions, not just getting a job. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. If, if you have a job that pays you a bunch, you're going to end up old and regretful, right? You're going to miss that adventure. And we, we know that Scrooge is an adventurous guy. Even when he has the tower full of money to swim in, all of the episodes are him actually going and being in an adventure. Yeah. And so his heart is this adventurer, right? Yeah. Successful in business because usually people that are adventurous and and risk takers and um, lesson learners versus um, I'm just going to say crybabies, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, End up showing success in a manner of having money to go for it. But that's not what success means because you have a boatload of rich people that are full of regret that didn't. Uh, meet their passion and and are not considered per se successful. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, man. I, oh, yeah, dude. I think you. I think you just illustrated all that uh, quite profoundly, dude. I think. It, yeah, you hit it on the head. I mean, it's like, yeah, you could have a boatload of money, but if you know, you're not happy. You're not happy. You know what I'm saying? Because you're you're missing something. You're missing the picture. Right. And yeah, I think I think the character of Scrooge here, he's he's kind of well rounded in that sense. Is that yeah, he has all this fortune and and gold and all that, but yeah, you see him swimming in the in his money and and going to places and learning new things and 
yeah, I mean, you 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 just like described it so well right now. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there, man. <laughs> and I mean, you know what? I mean, to go even a little bit deeper into it, I think that from personal experience and just even watching it in this cartoon, it's how you get there as a person because we're all individuals, right? And regardless, we build a family, we build legacy, but we're here alone, right? We were born alone, we die alone. We we hopefully make a unit and make other people successful and they share in our success and our and our troubles but you also have to deal with betrayal yeah right and i mean this guy that sold him the train betrayed him his uncle promised him to be partners but didn't really tell him what it was until the end right yeah and what we didn't see is him being broken over that which i think is an important lesson for all of us because we all will deal with betrayal right absolutely yeah and you either sit there sinking from it which we all will for a little bit or you you take those lessons in and you take those as fuel to find where your spirit wants to go because again, your spirit didn't come with all of those connections to this place, right? You're 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 really there to make this this next step, or potentially empower other other. And until you are able to connect to to that drive, um, you know, we we, we sit without being the progress. So I, I really like the fact that this episode showed the determination of Scrooge, right? Um, yeah. Oh yeah, let, man. Let's see- yeah, dude. Yeah, you're you're like hitting it out of the park right now. So that that's good. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just play the next clip and then uh, yeah, we'll we'll move on. Yeah, hit it. I think it's like five more minutes or so. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Did you get that, man? Oh man, yeah, that was beautiful, dude. That was that was uh. Yeah, it it made it made me well up, dude. I mean, I, I'm I'm holding tears, you know, holding tears in my eyes. Uh, dude, that's beautiful. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying I'm trying not to let the knot on my throat go any further up. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and this is I think where it's okay to go deep, man, because we we identify what's valuable to us, and not everybody understands that same value and unfortunately we do live in a world man where where you're seen with a price tag where success means how much money you make and i I don't like coming from that spot i i appreciate legacy and being able to leave an example of hard work and i i do like scrooge want to get to that point where you can swim in your money bin right who doesn't yeah, absolutely. But but when he got to the money bin is when he felt poorer than ever. Right? Yeah. And so because his parents weren't there, he already had achieved it all. He couldn't go any higher in the cash. And so now he had to answer that question. Are you rich now? Well, no, I'm I'm alone. I, I don't have my family, which is what he really needed in his heart, right? Yeah. But just the tone in his voice of saying, don't you realize this, boys? Your uncle went to sea, and so he left you with me, and it was the first time in my life that I felt really rich. And so 
you got more there with you. I got my two sons. Um, we could go on another episode of how hard it is to sort of, um, you know, be try to show them and be who you thought you would be for them, and then be able to get there. Right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 still know that you are there, right? That you are that man and that I'm that man and that they have us complete and whole and you know and until that we get taken away um they are our legacy and and so that is the treasure right and so that's why when you asked me at the beginning what do you do and how did you get to doing what you want to do is I I had to remind myself why I feel powerful where do I think my words matter the most not which battles I'm going to fight or what things break my heart, but where does my heart tell me that I'm going to be more impactful? Regardless of how, how much struggle I do or how many times I get swindled out of whatever I've worked hard for, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, It's, it's, it's a beeline towards finding that fulfillment so that my sons can see it. Regard, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm actually glad that they see me through the struggle so that when they grow up, they don't just believe it was magic, right? right. They, yeah. they can remember that it took work and heart and tears and, and screaming, you know, yeah. um, to get to the place. Listen, um, I made a decision when, when my kids were younger that what was being asked of me in order to quote unquote prove myself was to take away the time that my boys needed. Um, and rather than fold on that, I decided that it was more important to be able to be here close to them. Um, you know, I, yes. I deal with the, with the single fatherhood. I mean, we can, I deal with autism, which, which is, uh, you know, important to your audience to also understand. Yeah. And with, without being able to sort of work on that connection and dedicate time and focus to, to that, then it's like betraying yourself and your legacy for somebody else's and keep going forward you know yeah yeah dude i mean we could have a whole other podcast on just fatherhood and autism and you know all that dude which i think we should we should do another one i'm really proud um of of what you said earlier you know we took we took this pandemic and this you know throwing everybody in a box and thinking through what it is the projects that matter to us. And I'm, I'm both proud and humbled that you have me on and that you started it instead of just letting it lapse and, and have it on the list somewhere. Um, because I think having these conversations openly and being an open book is important for all of us. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. It's going to help us just creatively too, with other projects that we work on, you know, anything, you know, you, you and what you do and the things I do, you know, the, the filmmaking and, and all that, this is just going to yeah. enrich, enrich all those, um, you know, things that we do. Right. So storytelling, media, music, art, film, it's an important way to share emotions with, with others. And, and we, we as a race, um, there's a lot of people that are closed down to feeling stuff. So it does come to the content creators to, to generate impactful content that makes people think. And I'm, I'm really proud of you. I, I want to follow you as much as possible on your career. 
because you know thanks brother it's, yeah it's yeah and, I, and, and i'm here for you too man like any you know anything you need as far as what you what your path gives you you know uh, i'm here to back you up dude for sure absolutely I, I will take you up on that this coaching st stuff is is just will just get off the ground but i think uh i think it'll it'll have some legs for me and and you know i'll definitely need you <laughs> so yeah man yeah we'll dude all right man well that that wraps up our episode of uh me nerdo we covered uh the episode of ducktales once upon a dime yes adolfo mesa um appreciate you being on the show man we're, we're family and we'll, we'll always be that for sure <laughs>